day. High West Distillery was founded in 2006 by David Perkins and his wife Jane. David, a former, former biochemist, was inspired to open his own distillery after seeing the parallels between fermentation and distilling in his own work in biochemistry during a trip to the Maker's Mark Distillery in Loretto, Kentucky. In 2004, David and his family relocated to Park City, Utah to begin their new venture, where they began distilling in 2007. They chose Park City because of David's love of the Old West and Utah's little-known whiskey history. High West began with humble roots, opening a small 250-gallon still and saloon in a, in a historic library stable and garage. What was once a small operation in downtown Park City has grown to be an internationally recognized brand with four unique locations. In 2015, High West opened their distillery in Wanship, Utah, which acts as a space for educational whiskey tasting, pairings, and tours, and houses a 1,600-gallon copper pot still. Meanwhile, the saloon continues to operate as a must-visit gastro distillery featuring Alpine-inspired Western fare alongside the original still. The Nelson, College, the Nelson Cottage offers unique whiskey-paired dinners, and the saloon at the Salt Lake City Airport allows for some last taste of High West on the way out of town. High West products have received numerous accolades and awards. In 2016, Whiskey Advocate, America's leading whiskey magazine, named High West its Distiller of the Year. The distillery operates along with a saloon and restaurant in an old library stable dubbed the National Garage and in the adjacent historic Ellsworth J. Beggs House, a two-story box house that was built in 1907. Uh, this house is on the National Register of Historic Places. High West makes its spirits in small batches in a 250-gallon gallon copper pot still. Uh, they use a combination still, which allows for both use as either a continuous reflux still or separately a pot still. This allows for a variety of unique distillates to be produced. It's a lot of information. Woo! I feel like I didn't take a breath during that whole thing. Is that nice and long, though? I feel relaxed for some reason. Let me read you a bedtime story about whiskey, please. I just want to go to the saloon now. Does it look dark as fuck out there? It does look dark. Hello, dark. All right, so um, High West carries six main products. Well, I guess five that they have year-round, and then the six being a yearly release. Seven. Seven? Well, High West is just out here killing the game. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, not anymore. UPKA, they, they... Oh, yeah, I forgot yeah, about that one. Yeah, they, they discontinued UPKA this year, I believe, right? Yeah, actually, because yeah. I feel like I was talking to someone about that before Midwinter came out. So we're doing this because we just got midwinter. It just got released because it's a November allocation, correct? Um, so we got a nice, new, pretty shiny bottle to offer to our guests. Um, we're going to go over each different one, except for the Yippie Kaye, uh, over its history and a little bit of its tasting notes, unless you want to go for Yippie Kaye, but we don't carry it. So um, have we ever had that? I don't think we have. I don't think we ever had it. I don't think I ever saw that once. I don't think anyone else all right, so we'll start with their flagship bourbon, which is called American Prairie. This is actually named after the American Prairie Reserve, which is a group of people working to create the largest wild, wildlife reserve in the lower 48 states. So they literally like help fund this like motion to open a giant wildlife reserve for people for like buffaloes and antelopes. That's why there's an antelope That's on fun. the bottle, and it is the fastest land mammal in North America, which is super cool. Wait, antelopes live here? Yeah. Yeah, West man. Oh man, oh buddy boy. Well, I've been out west, but I've seen like. You've never seen an antelope out there? No. You're thinking of gazelles, which are in Africa. That's what it is. Yeah, they look very similar, but they're not yeah. the same animal. Antelope have those. Gazelles have mm -hmm. the spirals. Yeah. Gotcha. 
so American Prairie is going to be 92 proof. It's a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys aged from 2 to 13 years. Uh, the two that are going to be in there, the mash bills, are going to be 75% corn, 21% rye, and 4% malted barley for the first. And the second is going to be 84% corn, 8% rye, and 8% malted barley. On the nose, you're going to get uh, light caramel and sweet vanilla. Tasting notes are going to be rich and earthy on the palate with well-balanced flavors of candied corn, honey, nougat, and sweet cornbread biscuits. I love it when they say like biscuits. It just makes me feel like dad home. Like my grandma made me some cornbread. So exciting. Uh, And the finish is going to be vanilla with a hint of caramel apple. This is definitely a very, very mellow bourbon. Like it's like a almost like a weeded bourbon, like a Maker's Mark. Which makes sense because he was inspired to start his distillery from from Maker's Mark. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, where Maker's Mark has that little a little bite at the end, but as as the bourbon goes on, it's it's sweet throughout the whole Mm -hmm. thing. The color of it's really, really nice. It's yellowy. Yeah. Like buttery. Yeah. Buttery. Very thin too in this costume. It's got some good lights on there though. I definitely want to try the ones that are finishing gin barrels. Yeah, so Justin mentioned earlier, because we're re-recording this, because it didn't work the first time, that they often finish these in different barrels to give different flavor profiles, which is super rad. So, you know, try them, get to know what they taste like now, and then if you can find them in different barrels somewhere else, try them and compare your notes. Yeah. I didn't know that, so now that's something I can look for when I go places. If I see the campfire finishing something like, yes, please. Yeah, Take give it. me that, please. <laughs> all right, so our next one is Boo Rye. Uh, all you. Oh, Boo Rye. All right, so uh, this delicious drink is uh, it's a unique and premium blend of rich bourbon and whiskeys, making for a premier sipping whiskey and one high West all-time favorites. Um, the name Boo Rye is actually a combination of bourbon, Boo for bourbon and Rye, but well, Rye whiskey, because... Oh, no, I'm sorry, what does Rye stand for? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was gonna say it's just I'm messing with you. <laughs> look on your face. I was you're like, like what? whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, because combining bourbon and rye is a bit unusual, we couldn't help but thinking of a jackalope. Honestly, they couldn't think of anything else that sounds better than jackalope. Is so. there a jackalope on the? Okay, so yeah. okay, so you know that like, jackalopes are fake, right? Yes. Okay, so like. I have just Did a funny you? side note. Yes. Okay. When I was growing up, I, obviously I grew up like in the West. So um, we'd go to Utah a lot or whatever. And my dad would always be like, oh, look at the jackalopes. Because they have jackalope taxidermies everywhere. Everyone. Like any store you go into. Yeah. And my poor little sister was convinced they were real forever. Like, because she saw, all she saw was the taxidermy. My dad talking about it. And then um, someone here, I feel like I was talking to them about it. was like, da da da, jackalopes. And I was like, you know, they're not real, right? And like, they... Truly, this adult believed that they were a real animal. Like, was devastated to find out they weren't real. And I was like, bro, it's a rabbit with antelope horns. He's like, are these extinct already? It's like, where did you find one of those? I heard they're very rare. I was like, oh, Lord have mercy. All right, sidebar, sorry. No, no, it's hilarious. And that's why they put limited sightings on the uh, Makes sense. That makes sense. That's so funny. They're like a cryptid of their own. It's kind of hilarious. It's just like this weird little creature that probably really bored, like, pioneers made because they were like found them two things dead you know? a rabbit head on some antlers yeah, it just goes on man yeah screw it let's do it i guess it was the same thing with this let's throw some rye inside bourbon that's what i'm thinking it's right. like because you know it's like a really weird mixture yeah, so maybe that's why 
Alright, uh, so it has two bourbons uh, and one rye. That's going to be the mix of it. Um, the two bourbons, the first one's going to be a little bit higher. 75% corn, 21% rye, and then the 4% malted barley. And then on the other bourbon, it's going to be 60% corn, 36% rye, and then 4% malted barley. It's crazy though because the rye that's in this is kind of the same as all the rye that we use. Yeah. Being 95%. Very rye heavy rye. And very heavy. Very very high rye. And that's just so. Want to have the podcast? I. That's Jorge. <laughs> that's one of our uh, our head chefs here at uh, Whiskey King. See you later, bud. You can bring them in here. Yeah, it's free food, man. I was like, we're gonna be done soon. Yeah, we'll okay. watch. Okay. We'll eat. We'll eat. No? Okay. Uh. <laughs> Alright, uh, so the nose you'll get uh, some cinnamon, some baking spices, mostly a little bit of rye, but you'll mostly get the sweetness from that. Um, on the tip of the tongue, once you take the first sip, you'll definitely get the rye. Um, the sweetness comes at the end, it'll more trickle down. The rye is a lot more prominent in this nose and the, uh, the first taste of everything. Yeah, I like. I like it, even though it's very high rye. I'm not a huge rye person, but it's like still very soft. It's very high rye on the, the front. Yeah. And then like it's everything after the front, afterwards. it's very delicate. It's very light going back. Mm-hmm. It's very full body though, which I like. Full body. Like yeah. the first the first taste of rye you get, actually, it feels like it has a little malt because you get a lot of jaw. It actually. does taste malty. Yeah. That's the flavor I was picking up on. It's like the texture of a malt. Mm -hmm. And you, you feel it like once you get that first sip too. Um, very oily, uh, full in the mouth, and then a little bit of like leather. Yeah. I always thought that was such a weird like taste. At first, though, right? You know? It's like when you're breathing it in, it's like, oh. But then you, yeah, ooh, once you pick leather. it up, you're like, okay, it makes sense. But yeah. It's such a weird thing to say like, oh, this whiskey tastes like leather or like tobacco. Like, yeah, you know, tobacco is like, another big one too. What? But I digress. <laughs> Next is double rye, which we sell. Uh, we use double rye inside of our Rise and Shine, which is a whiskey cake award-winning High West cocktail. Uh, thanks to its balance of cinnamon, anise, and honey, High West double rye stands on its own in cocktails, but is great served neat with a little water or on the rocks. Its spirited flavor fortifies classic cocktails like the Manhattan Old Fashioned. We recommend it for most occasions, sipping it in solitude by a campfire, savoring with favorite old friends, or sharing it with a good-looking stranger. It's I love the way they wrote that out. Like, it's like um, a wanted ad. Yeah. Uh, Whiskey-seeking men. If you're, uh, if you're running from the police. <laughs> Just sit down and enjoy a double yeah. rye. Um, double rye is a blend of two different rye whiskeys. It is also crafted to be twice as spicy. Think cinnamon, nutmeg, and cloves than your average rye. It's 92 proof. That seems to be a common theme with them. 92 is like their sweet spot mm -hmm. proofing, which is great because it's like a little heat, but not so much that you're like turned off by it. It's very, for all their drams, you can drink neat and they will burn your burn, yeah. burn your chest to death. Sorry, I got distracted. Um, a blend of straight rye whiskeys ranging in age from two to seven years. Uh, the first one is gonna be 95% rye, 5% malted barley. And the second is going to be 80% rye with 20% malted rye. So this one's going to be very malty. On the nose, you're going to get mints, clove, cinnamon, licorice root, pine nuts, and dark chocolate with a surprising dose of gin botanicals throughout. The taste is going to be uh, rye spices up front, then menthol, mint, eucalyptus, herbal tea with wildflower, honey, and allspice. And the finish is going to be cinnamon and mint, gradually sweetening through the finish with a hint of anise. So this is the one that... 
I don't like. No, no. I'm not a fan. It's very, very full of flavor. You get the eucalyptus, and it is spice. It's super compared to the rendezvous. Rendezvous is a lot less tamer than this. This has some heat. Yeah, this one is very like in your face. Get it? <laughs> I don't even want to taste it again. I don't want to taste it again. I did not like it. Yeah, it's just it's heat from the beginning today. Like it's it's I actually think the eucalyptus is very much there on the nose, and I actually think the eucalyptus flavor is what is throwing it off for me. Yeah, because it's This is one of those ones that <laughs> is great fish. in cocktails because it has so many different notes that you can really like either choose to expand on one of those notes and like really go into it, which makes it very versatile, or you can just kind of hide those things. It really, it really makes the finish go a lot longer because of the eucalyptus. Yeah, it, like, it, it does. It freshens it and 100%. then just makes the, the finish end a lot longer. I couldn't agree more. Right. Rendezvous it up, BB. Rendez rendezvous it up. All right, so the rendezvous rye is uh, is their flagship whiskey. Almost every other straight rye whiskey combined today is barrel barely legal, with 51 to 53 percent in the mash bill. Not rendezvous. Honors the way rye whiskey used to be made, with a high rye content and full, uncompromised flavor. With rendezvous rye, you get to taste authentic rye whiskey. We hope you enjoy it. Very quiet. Yeah. Uh, so the name Rendezvous Rye is named after the annual summer gathering of mountain men, known as Rendezvous around the distillery itself. So the mash bill is uh, so it's two different ryes. It's a uh, a 95 percent and the five percent malted barley, malted barley, and then an 80 percent rye with 20 percent malted barley that they don't source from outside. They actually make that that rye they make. Oh, there, that's pretty cool. And then they source the other rye from. Uh, MGP, yes. which I can't remember. Indiana, somewhere in Indiana. Yeah. And uh, that one's actually ranging in four to seven years of aging. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, on the nose, you'll get a, a big nose of cinnamon sticks, clove, vanilla, peppermint, caramelized sugar, dried fruit, which I definitely like. It's super sweet for a rye. Compared, going from the It does smell like rye, raisins. Like currants, like maybe, like any kind of dark, Dried fruit. Yeah, we got plum. Plum. What are those? Prunes, right? Mm. Prune. But uh, yeah, a lot less tamer than the double rye. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, the taste very spicy with cinnamon, crisp mint, and fennel. Underlying sweet notes of caramel, molasses, vanilla, macaroon, cocoa, and fruit. Yeah. And then the finish takes hold with a huge rice spice. Cinnamon, orange rind, and vanilla, and it lingers for ages. But it doesn't, like, to say it lingers, it doesn't linger as much as, like, there's more sweetness on the back end than the double rub. It's very spiced. The beginning. The beginning. The beginning, yeah. yes. The beginning is it. You'll still get that full, like, spice in there, but the end is a lot sweeter than the uh, double rye where the double rye just carries so, so much. I can see what they mean by lingering, though. Like, it lingers on your taste buds. Like, like the taste buds stay, but they're not bad. It tingles, like, after you're done drinking it. Like, it's not that it hurts or it's hot. It's just, like, it's like a little tingling sensation mm -hmm. in, on your tongue. Whereas, like, the double rye, it literally just is so full-flavored that 
you can still taste it. it this one feels like you can, the mouthfeel is still there. Yeah. Which I think lingering is better suited for mouthfeel than flavor. Yeah, because flavor, like, the double rye, just, it stays. It's I literally, like, yeah, I had to it's drink. It's like a serum, if you will. It for sure is this, like, yeah. Viscosity wise, it just You have to everything. have water after the double rye. You have to. Or you're not going to get rid of the flavor at all. No. <laughs> or you, you just try the rendezvous after it, and you'll be good to Yeah, go. yeah. Make sure you do it in that, that in order. In that order. Yeah. American Prairie. Boo rye, double rye, rendezvous rye. Finish with the rendezvous. Yeah, because the, if you finish with the double, your whole experience is going to be um, spice. Yeah, it's going to be like, Wee! All right, last one, campfire. All right. So the campfire we have at Wilson Cake, but um, we're not going to sample, but we can sample because you like LaFroy, like it's nothing. But uh, yeah, so the campfire is um, is actually a blend of three different things. It's a blend of bourbon, rye, and scotch. Mm -hmm. uh, the bourbon is going to be 71% corn, 21% rye, and 4% malted barley. I feel like, is that the same as their, their other? No. Okay, so they do use different bourbons for each. And then the rye is actually going to be the same rye. 95 the 95 and the 5. And the 5 mal malted barley. And then uh, it also includes malted scotch, but it's undisclosed of how much, much malted scotch is in there. And they can't put it in there because it's a different source too. Ah, from the MGP than anything else. Um, it's then aged five to eight years in new charred American oak barrels plus second use ex bourbon barrels. Yeah, so this one is very light on the scotch. Like you really can't taste it that much. It's a little bit there on the nose, I feel like, but in the flavor, completely chill. This is a great one for people who are just trying to find something unique. Mm -hmm. If they're trying to like, say they're into scotch, which doesn't happen though. Yeah. But they're into scotch and they're trying to move into bourbon. Yeah. This would probably. Or even rye. Or, or even rye. Yeah. yeah for sure. It, it would be a good introduction, but then again, it's just it's so different. It's I unique. Mean, yeah, this is what I give to people who just want to try something they've never had before. Mm -hmm. This so. this would be a great thing to use in a smokeable fashion if you cut it. Yeah. A little bit because it is. Very smoky. It's yeah. super smoky. And a Paloma. That's Paloma's my recommendation yeah. for it. But mm. that's just me. Yeah. All right, midwinter. Oh, yeah, so. Last one. Is the, the best one. So we just got this. It just had its allocation for the year, so. Yeah, um, it comes out every November. Mm -hmm. um, it comes out the same time as the Pappy allocation. It's a good time for whiskey. It's a very good time. Antique yeah. collection, we should begin in the next couple weeks. It's a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good time. But uh, the Midwinter's Night Dram is named after uh, Shakespeare play, which is a Midsummer's Night Dram. Yep. Night, Night Dream. Night Dream. Yeah. Yes. So every, uh, was every scene or act? It's act is the year. Act is the year. Scene is the month and or day that it comes out. Um, what you'll get from this, from the nose, is cinnamon, dried fruit, cloves, Super fruitiness, sweetness. Actually, what I get from this is kind of close to a red breast in the fruitiness scale. Yeah, I definitely get figs. Yes. To figs. me, it is, it's, you brought it up earlier, very reminiscent of like Christmas time, or not even necessarily Christmas, but like going to like a ski resort with your family and, and hanging out. Smells. Yeah, after a long day skiing out in the cold, you're sitting by like a fireplace. Like, that's what it feels like to me. Mm -hmm. Like, mulled wine yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so. your body just feels warm after drinking. Yeah. It's got cinnamon. It makes you nostalgic for things Ooh. you probably haven't even done. 
around <laughs> winter, you know? Like, how do it's people like, hung out on ski resorts? Not that many people, yeah. but that's what it's going to make you feel like you're doing. It's so. like if you're in your Florida and you're drinking, it's snowing outside. So yeah, suddenly. It's kind of great. It's kind of great. Uh, you'll get, like, cherries, spicy rye, red fruits on the nose. Um, the taste, you'll get a rye front. Vanilla, sweetness, a lot of fruitiness. Spices and cherries, if you will. Yeah. Like some deep cherry flavor. And then the finish, you'll get, like, spice chocolate interesting which is very deep malty flavor yeah and then because the clove and the cinnamon work so well and they they hold their flavor with that malt itself and it just lingers in the back and like you said you'll mold winter wine like yes yeah. this, this is very too it's very um it's got a lot of flavor but it is so smooth mm -hmm. like it's like Absolutely. It's like everything's subtle. Like everything's very soft. Like it is something they want you to just be able to sip on and not have any problems. It, like neat. Like yeah. you don't need just because it's that smooth. It's something like a um, old forcer birthday bourbon. Yeah. Where you don't need it with anything else. Literally. Same thing with like a peppy ten or even like some. Like, Maybe a tiny drop of water just to open up it. some aroma like, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, for it being ninety-eight percent, like good yeah, for it. It's delicious. Highly recommend. And I highly recommend you recommend it to your tables. <laughs> I highly recommend that you recommend that people buy it right Mid now. Midwinter's night. Because you probably Dream. won't see it in the next three months. Yeah, for Until real. This is one of those ones, once it's gone, it's gone. We don't have it anymore. So um, Think of it as High West Happy. And it's very affordable. So yeah. yeah, it's not too crazy. It's not gonna break the bank. It's maybe ninety five, eighty five, ninety five dollars, a hundred bucks. But mm -hmm. I mean, you're not spending three fifty for a bottle. Like a boss hog or but something. But we're talking about like price per per pour. Oh for yeah, us. per pour is only twenty twenty five. Yeah, this is a great thing. You could um, make a high west flight. We carry enough to make a very easy flight that can be switched, mixed, and matched. There's a lot of fun variables that you can do with these. Mm -hmm. um, high West is a very cool distillery that is honestly on the up and up right now still. To Especially, this day. They, they just came out in 2006. Yeah, like and they were a distiller of the year four years ago. Like, And honestly, like even though they were a distiller of the year four years ago, to me, two years ago is when they really started popping off like in popularity, yeah. where I started seeing it everywhere, um, which is cool. I mean, it's great for some just small little distiller out of Utah to be making it so big right now and mm -hmm. giving a good name to whiskey makers in the West. That's what it is. I mean, so, there's not a lot. I mean, authenticity. You'll hear like Stranahan's, you'll hear like... Breckenridge. Breckenridge, but I mean, for distillers out there, you don't hear a lot. No, I mean, there's a lot of beer makers out there, that's why. But, I mean, nothing wrong with <laughs> making beer is just like making whiskey, so... That's crazy, because the, the owner of High West was a biochemist. Yeah. saw the And then he went to Maker's Mark, and he was like, this is cool, so I'm going to do it, which is pretty cool. And he's been my wildly successful so good for him. Another great um, distillery, just side note, that came from Maker's Mark as well, um, Whistlepig. Really? The guy who started Whistlepig was the former master distiller at Maker's Mark, and he wanted to go off his own make a rye. Isn't it crazy? And then he bought a farm in Vermont, started his rye company. Isn't it crazy that, so what did we do last week? Last week we did... Um, Whiskey 101. Yeah, so I went over Rittenhouse. I found out the head distiller of Elijah Craig, Heaven Hill Cold Distillery, was actually the grandson of Jim Beam. That's cool. It really is. It's like its own little it's world. Family. It's very interconnected. And whiskey people are great people. Like we all feel like a sense of yeah, family with it's each other. Like, like everywhere you go, people want to help each other out to try the best drink. Yeah. And okay, that's it, guys. <laughs> Bye. Oh, it was great talking to you. Bye.